Hello, and welcome to the Brighton Pub Odyssey, a pub pilgrimage through the winding, windswept streets of Brighton, where we sup at the foaming teat of our city's alehouses, pubs, taverns, gastropubs, bars, saloons, inns, and drinking emporiums. I'm grizzled pintsman Adrian Peel, and joining me are my two gorgeous assistants. On my left, the devil of Devon, the drinker's drinker, and first mate aboard the Raz Tannic, Daniel McLean. Hello. And nestled in my bosom, the beast of Eastbourne, the piss-ups patron, and the lieutenant of the HMS Lash, Paddy Cole. Hello. Uh, so, guys, what does pub mean to you? Oh, do you want the camera official definition of what a pub is? Is, is that what it means to you? No, that's what it means to camera. <laughs> but they're not far off. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. What, do they, what do they say? One. Open to the public without membership or residency. Nice. <laughs> Two. They serve draft beer or cider without requiring food to be consumed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three. Have at least one indoor area not laid out for meals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and four. Allow drinks to be bought at a bar, not only table service. Ah, there it is. That's so nice. that's what a pub means to both me and camera. So yeah, temporarily, well. <laughs> temporarily over COVID, sev- like most pubs ceased to exist and they became something other. Something exactly. not tolerated right. by camera. Precisely. They weren't pubs anymore. They'd lost the quintessential essence of being able to go up to the bar. A kind of socioeconomic metamorphosis that took away what makes a pub a pub and replaced it with some sort of hollow phantom. Exactly. However, I did enjoy the tales <laughs> without having to sort of barge your way to a bar in the, the bizarrest of queuing mechanisms in all of England, which is what, horizontal queuing? Which, <laughs> since, since where else does that happen? Yeah, queuing in horizontal rows with an element of luck, an element of trust. It's a nice thing. It's a nice thing, but yeah, I do like being served at the table as well. So where did we go this week, Adrian? We sauntered into the signalman. We mm, moseyed, moseyed into the Mitre Tavern, and then we hustled down to the Hare and Hounds. <laughs> we did indeed. I really enjoyed. I think this was my favourite of the three episodes. Um, personally speaking, it was the most sort of um, up and down between pubs. Okay, so let's get cracking. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Pints ahoy! Pints ahoy. Pints. Shiver me pints. <laughs> the Signalman. Death threat. Death threats. But um, what are we all drinking? Paddy couldn't have the drink he wanted. I'd got another pale ale, which was called Burning Angels. Or? You wanted a pump pale ale, didn't you? I wanted a pump pale ale. A lovely and, dark star. And she mm. said it was out. Exactly. She said it was out. But Did no, like, uh, no, like. Well, we must stress it's not it. always out. <laughs> <laughs> Other pints are available. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's like a, it's like, like you said, it's a lager, but someone's added a bit of milk to it. Milk oh, really? Interesting. Really? To me, it tasted just like a, like a Cronenberg or something. But, um, 
It's got a fattiness to it. Mm. Uh, an unctuous mouthfeel. Mm, so unctuous, so full of un- <laughs> so much unk in there. What I'm on mean? a uh, super pale, it's called, which is a hazy pale ale, 4.4%. It's absolutely delicious. Which brewery is that from? I didn't see. It's from Abyss. Abyss, yeah, okay. they do cool. a lot of nice stuff. They're right. a good one. Yeah, it's, it's really, really delicious. It's one of the nicest pale uh, hazies I've had for a while. I'm on a Guinness because I was lucky enough to have a Guinness yesterday in Dublin, which was absolutely amazing. And I've been to Dublin before, and I've had Guinness before, and I thought it did taste better, but everyone says that. I didn't know how psychosomatic it is. And now this Guinness is, it's, it's pretty close. So is I it? think it's probably okay. psychosomatic. But then on the other hand, it is going to be fresher with a higher turnover. Yeah. I mean, this pub in, in, uh, in Dublin, as I said before, had four, four pumps. So, you know, they're, they are pumping out. Oh, and that's your second drink. Oh no, we shouldn't be saying that. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> and that's your first drink. No, no, just, just say, just, just say the word first. <laughs> first. There we go. <laughs> with an F, right? Not with a D H. First. 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 Um, your first. So, so, right. Let's recreate that natural moment where you said something, and he was going to go into his research about London Road Station. Um. Ah, oh, there's. Uh, <laughs> you can always tell when you're recreating something. You I couldn't. I couldn't help but notice uh, that there's a station near here. Is that in some way related to the name? Honey, <laughs> you should mention that, Paddy, because uh, I am going to talk about that later. However, Ooh. I did find a very nice one-star review of this place. Let's hear it. One-star wonders. Worst pub experience in the UK. Wow. I mean, it, Jesus, it must have been epic. pretty fucking mad. That's that a very hard. strong claim. I was like, what, what happens? Did they get into an altercation? With the Surely. I mean, Were their family kidnapped and the held hostage? Exactly. Were the police caught? Did someone, did someone vomit on them and then the bar staff kicked them out? All very close. All <laughs> very close. What, what actually happened was um, it was during the, the pandemic. Um, and they couldn't get in. People got a lot more prissy and entitled during the pandemic when it came to pubs. Well, there we go. Um, This was during the eat out to help out scheme. Mm -hmm. Um, We reserved for our foreign listeners. What does that mean? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) They are not prepared for the eat out help out scheme. (laughs) Don't even bother to make reservations. We reserved one week in advance, and today we waited 40 minutes for drinks. And then we had to change our order for food. They didn't get what we, they didn't have what we ordered. Well, actually, it says here because they didn't got what we ordered. <laughs> and after waiting one hour and twenty minutes, we had to cancel because it was not going to be delivered soon. Weird to say delivered when you're sitting. That, in that is hour. odd, isn't it? Mm. Um, the manager said they couldn't be prepared. <laughs> he called the waiter over. Where's my delivery? <laughs> my delivery's late. Yeah, yeah. I've been tracking it here on Amazon. Uh, excuse me, sir. Please may I take your delivery? <laughs> so, yeah, during the pandemic, when everything was going to shit, the pub wasn't offering normal levels of service. Worst experience in the UK. <laughs> when pubs were doing everything they could to scrape by. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. is pretty harsh. I, 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 that speaks volumes about this pub that their one star review came from the guaranteed worst time when any pub has ever had to be open yeah. so like if you're going to yeah, get your exactly. shittest review it's it makes sense then, that it would be it? then yeah. so That's well fine, done I think. well yeah, done exactly. this pub <laughs> that is the worst one 
the history of the pub was would have been obvious to, to anyone observant as they walked into the pub due to the raised lettering under the awns. What? Under the eaves, rather. Sorry? I didn't understand any of what you just said. There's some raised lettering under the eaves. Outside? What under the eaves, eaves by definition. Eaves? If you're an eavesdropper, where do you stand? Next to someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretending to read. Are there any other expressions with eaves? No, I think I know what the eaves, eaves are. Do you think gold. you know what the eaves are? Yeah, I think I know what the eaves are. I think are. I know what the eaves are. Are they like, like an awning that hangs over the, over the front it's, it's of the... It's the bit of the roof that sticks over the sticks edge of the house, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where the gutter is. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So under so, the gutter, but the roof gutter. <laughs> under the roof gutter. Under the eaves, mm. there's some... Raised lettering, which raised. reads, Railway Hotel. Oh. Ah. So, um, so yeah, we're very close to the London Road station, mm. train station pretty small and um, this was built around the same time as the hotel for the workers who would be uh, working on the rails right in 18 1941 in 18 indeed so 1877 1877 1877 wow oh really but the Brighton railway was built in 1841 so maybe they didn't extend it out to here till later makes sense I think it was built around the same time no the Brighton railway was built no the London Road railway station oh sorry 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 (laughs) huh that's what I mean so maybe the Brighton one was built much earlier and they didn't mm. build this till, till later. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like they extended a, it out. This yeah, way. it's like you you probably built the station for Gatwick Airport before Wivelsfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, London Road is very much the Wivelsfield to... I don't know what the other London Road is the... Wivelsfield <laughs> to... The, where is Salford. Gatwick? Is Gatwick a place or is Gatwick Gatwick is... It is a place. It is actually a place. Cr- yeah. I mean, Crawley is probably the nearest like major town to Gatwick. Yeah, three bridges and Crawley is like the... Red Hill. Red Hill, yeah, yeah. Do you know where those places are? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, sure. I had to repair a garden in Crawley once. You had to repair a garden in Crawley? <laughs> my garden's broken! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my garden's on the blink. Yeah, yeah. It's bloody garden! <laughs> I've only had it six months. Oh, I've got, I've got to take the garden to <laughs> the old... Just send uh, back a garden. <laughs> what, what goes wrong with a garden? Tiles. Paving oh, yeah, slabs. Always, always the tiles. <laughs> fucking tiles on the blinking. The grouting <laughs> in my garden is fucking shoddy. <laughs> Go on. It, what? You, okay. Explain it was, yourself. It, what the fuck are you talking about? It was my was boss. Wait, no, no, no. Are you confusing garden with bathroom? Yeah. No, it was my boss's garden, and he asked if I'd come give him a hand with it at the weekend. How did he, he phrase in... it? Did he say my garden's broken? <laughs> <laughs> and you went, oh yeah, I hate it when that happens. I'll come help. <laughs> Get my spanner. I'll bring my sellotape. <laughs> I'll bring my duct tape with me. Yeah. Um, no, just a load of cracked, cracked tiles. Do you mean paving slabs? Paving slabs. Right, yeah, right, Yeah, a load right, of right, cracked right. paving slabs that we just had to replace. I can see you're not down with the lingo. <laughs> yeah, some... I turned up with loads of tiles. The garden <laughs> was broken because of the tiles. <laughs> yeah. It's because he'd put t- he'd tiled his garden instead of using paving was slabs. Was the tap so they were broken? Just smashed or to pieces. Uh, the bird bath, as it's commonly broken. <laughs> the basin, the sink. But that's why, that's why I know where Crawley is. 
That's all being cut. <laughs> That's the story of how I came to know Corley. Um, okay, so sorry. Let's just go back a step. So the the railway here was built in 1877, Correct. and the pub was built at the same time yeah. to basically have a place for the thirsty workers to go to while they were building the railway. Exactly. Hmm. How do you describe the, uh, the architecture? I just lapped my pint into my face. From, from, from the outside, what, what kind of building? Can you remember what kind of building this was? Uh, I should have taken a step back, really. I'd say it's like prototypical Rococo neoclassical. George. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you want to use the layman's term, yeah. And what is, what is Georgian style? A style that arose in the Georgia era. You mean what distinguishes it from other styles? Yeah, what does it look like? I associate it with sort of sandy coloured stone, uh, relatively use of kind of neoclassical columns, sort of. You see it in like Hove a, a little column. bit. It might be a column. Um, I, I always but, think uh, um, of... Um, sash windows. Definitely sash. And I always think of like the window seats, those sort of rounded fronts. Sash Bay windows. Bay windows. Sash yeah. Bay windows. Sash and exactly. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> like big, big square buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big square buildings with, mm. with oblong windows. Yeah. <laughs> Very much your child's drawing of a house. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. And so um, the railway station, so both the London Road station, but then also Hove station. Uh, which other stations? Port Lake, Port, Port, Portland, no, Port Slade Station, uh-huh. and uh, Kemp Town Station. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you used to go along today. Yeah, Kemp Town Station. They were all built in this style, which was <coughs> described as a uh, Tuscany villa house style. Mm. Oh, I like that. Don't feel like I'm in Tuscany. No. This doesn't bring me back to Siena. No. The so- White Marquise? The white plastic marquee. There was a marquee there, mm. but it wasn't a, 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 an object. Okay. It was a person. Oh. Yeah. I, I hung out with the marquee of Siena. <laughs> well, let me take you on, on a journey to one of these stations. So you, you walk up to the station and you see yeah, a, a rather grand Tuscany Villa style building, much wider than it is long. Very whitewashed with some nice ornate features. And they're all set on a plinth. So the building itself is sitting Kind of the like buildings on a, on a plinth, stage, as it were. Yeah, the bu- those buildings are on a, on a long, oh, yeah. wide, wide okay. plinth. And so, to get to those stations, you have to walk up a little set of stairs, and you're on a kind of veranda area mm. where the ticket machines are. And then you go in to the to the station itself. Okay, it's nothing like this pub. No. However, some of the stuff I've read online does draw a connection between this pub and uh, and those stations because there was an ulterior motive. But a but a very um, a very nice motive, a motive with his heart in the in the right place. Uh, well, to draw a comparison. Yeah, they were trying to draw a comparison. A comparison for a reason. Between, for a reason, yeah, for a very nice reason. Comparison what? between when what? are we talking in the railway 18th, stations? And the cars. design of these railways. In the the comparisons were drawn in around two thousand seventeen. Right. But what what what? Comparing, well, I don't really understand what two things are being compared. The this pub and pub, the design the of the pub and the, that, the Italian style design of the, the stations. stations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they are out on a kind of veranda mm. style thing, lifted up, so you have yeah, to yeah. go up some stairs to get them. Is that it? 
that's what's being compared. Uh, um, no, I mean, there's, there's clearly none of, there's no veranda here in this part. It's just a... But it is lifted up. I mean, this is the big, in the beer garden, they have some decking. Yeah. But then the, the pub is kind of exists up there to here, so we're like sunken well, I, down. I, I so it does kind of exist on a kind of stuck out, almost veranda style yeah, thing. Possibly. Well, exactly. I think this is what some of the residents would have argued right. during the grand battle to save the Signalman pub. Oh really? Mm. Oh, I wow. suppose. Oh, was, this was in 2017, was it? Yeah. There oh was wow. A pitched battle against the developers. Oh, what happened? I suppose both pubs and train stations involve people <laughs> waiting for things. <laughs> and we had to wait for a few minutes for our pint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's go. a platform, like a bar, yeah. and if you fall over and don't listen to the advice of the staff, there's a risk of electrocution. And since sitting down at this table, we're now in Hayward's Heath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to sit close to people that you don't know. Um, you have to go and ask it. someone to turn the heating on. <laughs> that guy came and took a ticket from us, didn't he? Which I he was did. really confused about. He yeah, just yeah, yeah. stamped my coat. Uh, I found that weird. You sometimes have to squeeze past people. Mm. Sometimes people leave. Yeah, <laughs> both have toilets. Both have toilets. Yeah. And sometimes people just piss all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they're never, you never get pubs that are delayed. It's never like, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we can't, we can't go to the pub yet. It's, it's delayed. Yeah, there's no annoying sign saying the pub is due in three minutes and then mm. it's expected two minutes later. Yeah. We'll never quite get there. Anyway, um, we can thank Drara for the fact that we can sit here right now. Drara. Were it not for Drara, we would be sitting an, in someone's living room. That's an acronym. The uh, Ditchling Rise Area Residents Association. Ah. Thank you, Drara. What did they get up to? So, <coughs> we have to investigate who, who's in charge of this pub, what's going on. So, uh, this is one of the many, many, many lame pubs. Okay. Mm. Pubs yeah. like the Exchange where we last week. Yeah. Now, and the Hare and Hounds. And the Hare and Hounds, indeed. Now, the Lane Pub Company is owned by In Brighton Properties. In being a clever pun. Oh, oh. Yeah, there we go. Brighton. What's the opposite of pontification? Is that still pontification where you're trying to wit. comprehend again? Reverse, wit. reverse engineering. <laughs> oh, I see the time it takes to, to recognise a pun. Understand that something's a pun. Um, that's called punting. Not being an idiot. <laughs> it's called um, understanding. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Right, so <laughs> <laughs> so in, in Brighton Properties, um, we've got this lovely big pub with this massive beer garden. So naturally, they thought, what if we just build some flats in the beer garden? And uh, Oh, really? I okay. didn't like yeah. that. What, the people that owned it? So not the landlord of the pub, right? but, but the Lane's people brewery. that own in the Brighton. chain of pubs, mm. big baddies, nice. said, there's this massive plot of land big old beer garden. Um, you could probably make more money from there being a three-story block of flats Shit. next to the pub. They weren't going to get rid of the pub. Right, they're going to keep it, but get yeah. rid of it. What, over there? In that massive No, garden. where we're sitting where now, we presumably. Now. Yeah. Well, apparently... It might have boosted business. It may have boosted business. That's probably not what they wanted. Apparently, there's quite a, a common scheme, which is that um, a pub garden might get converted, and then they 
intentionally run down the pub to then build It's a, like the privatisation of the NHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Little by little. Fuck me. They're chipping Suck away at that it. pub dry. Little creeping along, yeah. And but also, when they build new uh, constructions near pubs, you get noise complaints directed at the pubs, even though the pubs have been there for ages and the people have chosen to build something next to a pub. I think that's probably part of the whittling. They're like, oh, you have to reduce your closing hours in order to not be... And then it doesn't make as much money. It doesn't and make as much money. Concerned. It's so, not hey, fun. Let's build some more flats. I mean, we do need more flats. But we don't need no pubs. Yes. We don't need <laughs> no pubs. <laughs> what do we want? More flats. What do we not want? No pubs. How can we square that circle? Don't build flats where there's pubs. <laughs> All right then, should we uh, trundle off to the next pub? Do you know what a uh, sort of Devonism was for that? Dreon. Dreon. Shall we Dreon? Let's Dreon. Let's Dreon. Dray. I have no idea where it comes Dre from. Dre sounds like a word. It sounds like it's... Dre is a word. It yeah. means a squirrel's, uh, like... Nutsack. Nest. Yeah. It's called Dre. a Dre. Yeah, yeah. D-R-A-Y. Well, I don't think that's where it comes from. But people in Devon would say... Dre on. Should we grab our nuts and head up up an oak tree? <laughs> yes, Let's please. Let's gather our sacks, <laughs> huddle into our den... And head on and to uh, the Mitre Tavern. Hmm. Acorn. <laughs> Squirrels ahoy! Tavern. We apologise for the sound quality at the Meister Tavern because it is going to be cacophonous, I, I would say. I think we're going to be apologising for the sound in a huge number of episodes. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's part and parcel of recording a podcast in a pub. Loud pub warning. So, where are we? Ooh, where are we? You tell me. Okay, we're at the Mitre Tavern, which is on Baker Street. Mitre or Mitre? Must be mitre. It's like mitre. I've only ever heard it pronounced mitre, but the etymology is mitra. So, so you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not right, but you're not wrong. So we're just off London Road. Uh, it's quite hidden away. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah, it's a little side street. Not a street I often walk down. Um, down it. I think I've driven down it a few times. It's like the market that's here. I don't really go, go there that often. Yeah, it's around the corner from the open market, but it is on, on the road of what is often claimed to be the best fish and chip shop. Oh, right. yes. And Bardsley's. The Bardsley's. Which is Chopstick Express, right? It's over the road from But we're all, what we're drinking. We've decided. We've all gone Harvey's. This is a Harvey's pub. Is, that, is it really? Yeah. Okay. So Harvey's probably more than Harvey's. I'm on Harvey's best. I'm also on the best. Harvey's. We haven't spoken about Harvey's before. It's it's a massive part of the culture of Brighton, even though it's a Lewis brewery, based in Lewis. But most pubs in well, many pubs in Brighton have a Harvey's 
best. Yeah. And best is, is one of those ales which is just really, really good when it's on, when it's right. It's not just good. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> they named it that for a reason. It is delicious. Yeah, it's kind of floral, but it's a bit biscuity. It's, it's rounded, well rounded. Mm -hmm. This one is like, um, you know, they're, they're always at your, your cellar temperature. Um, so, we are in the Mitre, which is described on uh, the Mitre website as a small, friendly local pub, which I think is accurate. What pub describes it for me? It says, time in the Mitre doesn't come after last orders. What do you think the next bit of that sentence is? Okay, so it doesn't use come. It doesn't use come. It's in the second come. part of the sentence. Okay, okay. They're not doing parallel. Time time isn't what like time isn't it's not what comes after last orders. Uh, it's is written by a philosopher. It's, I was impressed by how well, writ well written it was. Friendship. Memories do It's what this place is made out of. Right. It's made out of last orders. Time. And they're not wrong. It's like... It's made out of time. Like I mean, everything's made out of time, in that sense. <laughs> or, uh, more accurately, nothing is made out of time. <laughs> <laughs> more fitted to 1950 than 2014, because presumably that's when this was written. This two-bar... I know. This two-bar, cosy corner house is a Wi-Fi-free, tech-light place. November 2019. The pub was closed. No reason given why, according to this blog. 13th of December 2019. Recently opened after refurbishment. Now just one bar, but still five hand pumps. Much more modern decor. Um, I'd also like to point out this place has changed names. It was the Mitre Inn, that's the Mitre Tavern. But I'd also like to read out the list of owners that this place has had. To be honest, on this pub, this is the best thing I have on this place. It's not even that good. It's just a list of the surnames of the people that have owned this place okay. from about 1859. This is going to be like Jason Begat, David Begat. <laughs> okay. It just made me laugh. Copley, Cox, Packer, Jetsam, Foot, Botting, Yielding, Hemblade. They say all sound like verbs. It's just insane. Like it's sort of... They're not like you don't meet anyone called Jetsam Foot Botting and Hemblade these days. Jetsam Foot Botting. Jetsam Foot Botting. Um, yeah, it's the Mitre on Baker Street. Um, no, there's nothing else to say about it. It's just there's. there's very little to write home about or on a piece of paper about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I, I believe you. I think it's a much charactered place. Oh, I'm just talking about the history. Okay. I reckon the tapestry yeah. is richer than, than you. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 There's never much the to write in yeah. 20 minutes about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, mitre comes from the Greek mitra, 
which is a metal guard worn around the waist. Okay. Now I know what you're thinking. You wear them on your heads. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, good question, Dan. A very flexible priest. So, in the same way that we sometimes use words for things in other places that refer to other places, like, you know, we call earmuffs ear shoes. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And bracelets are um, arm belts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Greeks later started using it as a, a metal hairband to hold up a woman's beehive. Um, you know, like in oh, Hercules yeah. in Disney. Oh yeah, they all have beehives, beehives in the hand. Yeah, doesn't, uh, doesn't his uh, love interest in Hercules have like a beehive? Beehives and pencil skirts. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the Charleston. Those horn kind of glasses. Yeah. Um, they all look like libra- sexy librarians in there. When was the Romans? Greek. Uh, 2000, Greeks. oh right, about 3000 BC then. No, no, yeah, yeah. 3,000 years ago. Ago. 1,000 BC. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, obviously, the word for the male armour around the waist became the word for, like, women's hairbands. And so from there it entered the Latin and from there it entered European languages. So they were... Ornamental headpiece. So they were wearing them around the waist, Mm -hmm. the men. Mm-hmm. Okay, and As then suddenly their, um, their partners were trying to keep their hair up going, what the fuck can I do with this? It just keeps flopping down. It's like, well, why do you want it up like that? Anyway, I need something. I, I need just need something. a metal band to I go around like it. A like a, like a, like a, like a... Um... Not like this. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly like that. I'll take it off. <laughs> no, my trousers are falling Shrink. down. <laughs> Can't see it wasn't holding trousers up, was it? But a metal belt doesn't really hold hair up either. It's not a belt, I said band. You said belt. Oh, so. It's, it's a band, it was an armour band, like a cuirass. Oh. Underneath your cuirass, you wear it as like a stomach protector, right. basically. So like, like a, a cummerbund. Like a cummerbund. A metal cummerbund. Cummerbund. Cummerbund? It's spelled with a B, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was pronounced cummerbund. I thought it was combo buns. So oh, did I. If both of you are saying that, then I'm definitely wrong. <laughs> I've watched enough Frasers. Fair enough. But okay, so it was a metal piece of armour, essentially. Correct. So they would have been knights or something, or warriors of some kind. Uh, Not everyone would have worn Ancient that. Greece, just soldiers, yeah. Soldiers. Just okay. armour, metal armour. So soldiers' wives wanting to keep their hair up. I, <laughs> Rob their partners Culturally, in the it became the term okay. for what's what's an equivalent like? Uh, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, they're not yeah. the same size, are they? Yeah, like yeah. a waist they and a head. They weren't using it. They were just saying, "I'm putting a band around my head." Like it's that like band your that warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like a twenties flapper kind of. Oh, the like little tassel. Just think like primary school girl headband, you know? Like girls at primary school wore those. (laughs) Like a hairband. A hairband. Just a hairband that girls wear. Metal hair. (laughs) But the beehive is massive. They're stretchy, so this doesn't work. It doesn't work. They were idiots. Think like, you know, Amy Winehouse has like a a, a, a yes. kerchief tied okay, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but, but that's <laughs> not that's not holding her hair off. It's not not holding her. I mean, hair that's off. just for decoration to kind of like. Uh, I don't think I that's think that, it has structural. I purpose. Think it's, it's a strong foundation. 
Really? But you need, you need more than that. So what else, Paddy, were they putting in there? <laughs> um, olive oil. Oh, okay. Um, beeswax. That would have loosened honey. it up. Honey. The beeswax would have been good. Beeswax. It's like um, dax wax. But just olives. Bunch of just stuff olives in there. Just olives. Yeah. Uh, more, more, more olives. Feta. Than, to be honest, it was more olives than hair in those days. <laughs> it's Greece. What other Greek things do they do? <laughs> you know, uh, they were putting uh, mythos beer in their hair. Lamb skewers. Okay, so on the topic of anal sex with young boys, who's most famous for wearing mitres? Michael Jackson, the Pope. Pope. Catholic uh, 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 ceremonial figures. The papage, so, what's it called? Papal, papalage. Is there like a generic term for all popes? The papalage. The, the pontificates. Okay. The pontiff. The oh, yeah, sorry, pontiff. pontificate is... You're now Pope. They do their 500 points. You've earned your pontificate. Your bronze pontificate certificate. You are now a bottom member of the pontificate. Well, this is going to come up a lot. So I'm going to explain how mitres are relevant to the Catholic Church. In the Catholic Church, ecclesiastical law gives the right to use the mitre and other pontifical insignia like... Pontifical insignia. Pontifical insignia. So was pontifical. Pontifical is the adjective. Relating to the pontiff. So pontifical. Um, for example, the big cross thing they hold, which is called a... Crucifix? A no, it's, it's like a shepherd's staff. Right. It's mimicking like Christ is the shepherd of man. I know the name for it. I, think. Do you? I feel like I might have heard it <laughs> once in passing when the Pope came round. <laughs> Crozier. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you told me that. Um, the crucifix necklace they wear. Uh, crucifix. Uh, what part of the body is it hanging on? The chest. Think about where the cross is. Breast. Right, so be more specific biologically. Uh, sternum. Stern, sternocleus. Yeah, imagine you're a gym trainer. Pec. Pectalis. Pec. Pe- Adjective? Pectical. Peckle. <laughs> the pectoral cross. Oh, pectoral, of course. Jesus. So the okay. crozier, the pectoral cross, and the ring. I was looking for a Latin word. Well, that will be from Latin, probably. Yeah, Strong Latin. Uh, so, yeah, the mitre, the crozier, the pectoral cross, and the ring are elements of. Um, uh, so, four people could wear them bishops, abbots, cardinals, and. Newmans. Those canonically equivalent di- to Diocesan bishops who do not receive Episcopal ordination. Come on. Oh, that was so yeah. So obvious. So the principle, the way it works is, if you want to get a mitre, if you want to get your hands on a mitre, the principal celebrant has to present to you with the mitre and other pontifical insignia if you're a newly ordained bishop during uh, the right of ordination of a bishop, it's called. The right of ordination of a bishop. Um, but what you might <laughs> remember that one. Remember the right of ordination of a bishop. Is that there are three types of mitre in Catholicism. Mm. One of them is worn at funerals. 
and is undecorated white linen with just red fringes. And it's called a simplex. A morning miser. A sympathy? Simplex or sympathy? Is there one called a... It's just simple. It's white. It's unordained. Um, the next one... <laughs> you feel, I feel like you're losing faith in this whole... <laughs> I, I didn't have faith to begin with. He's <laughs> losing it. <laughs> Orifrigiata. What's that? Another type of mice. Mi- mitre. Mitre. The coldest of all the mitres. Good thinking. Is there a megalomitre? It uses the phrase uh, just plain... Plain gold cloth. Oh, just just your plain, <laughs> plain gold cloth. Or just white silk with gold. Yeah. Um, so the orifrigiata will be used during the celebration of sacraments. And the third one is the pretiosa. Which is, what does that look like? Uh, the pretiosa is like, um, is where you actually take the, what's the staff? Crozier. The crozier, and it goes, you wear it, you balance it on your head straight up through the mitre. And it's used in a, a game called Mitre or Might Notter. <laughs> and where the, the, the rival challengers for who can be Pope pit themselves off like a couple of rhinos against themselves with their cruciers sticking straight out their mitres well, they bring in a battle in, to the death. They bring in a Swiss choir boy and they have to be like, yeah, he might have. Yeah, he might not have, actually. <laughs> did you? I didn't. Uh, but he might have. He may not <laughs> He probably didn't. Uh, do you want to guess what the Pretiosa looks like? I think the the, the Pretty Osa. Pretty Osa. Given that I've gone simplex, understated white linen, plain gold cloth or white silk with gold, Pretty Osa. I mean, it was not the most Osa, but it was the memo. reasonably Osa. And Osa was actually the old adjective that they used to say, like, this is like the, the absolute, like, the, the, the most, really, like, the, the, the crux of something. The worst point. Really, not the worst, no, it was like, this is really, really, absolutely just, like, super, 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 super. Super, super, super average. So you know, it wasn't a big Ryan's. Ryan's. It wasn't a big Rhinos. It wasn't. You didn't buy it from Ryman's. No, no, no. It was just like a standard, like ornate silk. Um, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't be further from the truth. It was decorated with precious stones, studded with precious stones, and gold, inlaid with gold, gemstones, emeralds, rubies, sapphires. Um, so I wasn't far off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say I was pretty close because pretty close. all of that stuff was just very, very average. If you were Osa for for the clergy, I mean, yeah, you were, described a hat. You described were, a fucking athletics equipment. What was the most common cause of death for the clergy? <laughs> Drowning in jewels. It was everywhere. They were sick of them. Was jewels one of the choir boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
the Preciosa was worn during principal mass, but only on the most solemn Sundays. Thank you, Wikipedia. I am done. <laughs> oh, shall we, uh, shall we head on to the next place? Head on to the next place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, pubs ahoy. Yeah. Pubs ahoy. Pubs ahoy. That's what we say, isn't it? Pubs ahoy. Pubs ahoy. Pubs and pints ahoy. Pubs ahoy. Let's go. Let's get ourselves to Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Pints. Pints. Davy Jones pints. <laughs> Davy Jones. Var she pubs. The Hare and Hounds. So here we are. Here we are. Where is here? The Hounds and the Hare. The Hounds, hounds and, and the, hare. the Hare. Is that what it's called? Is it not? Nope. Hare and Hounds. Yes. Yes. That one. It's called the Hare and Hounds. Hounds and Hare feels like it breaks that rule of like, you know, like bish bosh bash. Mm. Yes. It doesn't scan. Yeah. Hare and Hounds. Hounds is and Hare. Is it a hair. binomial? It is. It is. It's a binomial. Hounds. Yeah, it is a binomial. Yeah. You can't say the hounds and the fox. Because it's almost like the hare, the prey, and then what? The hounds chasing yeah, yeah, the Yeah, the fox and hounds, the hare and hounds, the badger and hound. The cloak and dagger. The cloak and dagger. The thing that kills you comes second. Mm. Yes. Oh, predator and prey. Oh, yeah. You don't say prey and predator, do you? It's just the rhythm. Yeah, predator and prey. Prey and predator. What are we all on? I'm having a Star of Praman. Classic. Classic. Are we both on Beaver Town? And we're both on a rather decadent £7.50 pint. It's a £7.50. Of course it is. That is what you pay, yeah. I mean, it's not what you pay everywhere, but it's what you pay in a lot of places. It's what we've made you pay. What what would warrant £7.50? Only one, surely. The... Ass's milk from the bath that Cleopatra bathed in. Yeah. Ambrosia. Uh, is neck oil, right? It's gamma ray. It's gamma ray. You ordered a gamma ray. I can't fucking remember. That was five minutes ago. <laughs> I don't think it even was five minutes ago. <laughs> but yeah, I, li- I like a gamma more than a neck oil, especially if you had anything else like hoppy to drink. And you won't taste a, um, a neck oil necessarily, but a gamma is. It's quite strong at five, but not that strong. It's like five point four. It tastes strong. It yeah. tastes strong. It's sweet and very hoppy, and not that. It's like sweet tropical hoppiness. Yes. Yum. But without being that kind of hazy, cloyingly sweet. Like if you're marooned on a Caribbean island in a casket. Oh yeah, I think everyone who's marooned on a on a desert island is like, oh, it's like gamma ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you remember that bit in Castaway with Tom Hanks where he's like, oh, this Come is... On. Come on! <laughs> and he kicks the pint into yeah, the yeah, sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he tries to... Oh, you see him desperately on the beach trying to brew the beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an interesting pub, the Hair and House, because it's like... 
it's a, such an old style building, but it, you'd say it's super modern inside. Very super modern inside. It's got a central bar reservation. There's, I like that there's numerous kinds of seating around the edge. So you've got your tables, but there's also like cool booths with like metal. Sort yeah, of they're very prison. They're very like prison like kind of yeah, grills. Yeah. Grills on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, this this is one of the most I would say brew doggy of the lane yes, pub. This feels, it feels like a brew like dog. A pub. Brew dog so they've got like a, a red lit back area, there's yeah, like alcoves, yeah. there's it's it feels a bit meat liquory as well. It feels a bit meat liquory. Um, so yeah, just uh, I did do a lot of research about this, right? I even I mean, do you know what Brighton Keep is? No. Have you heard of Brighton, Brighton Keep? Keep Brighton Keep is where they keep Brighton. <laughs> Brighton. <laughs> it's just the land around Brighton. It's it's the sort of repository of all of Brighton's history. So they have all the old Argus newspapers there. They have all the a newspaper I've never even heard of there. And like while I was doing some research about the Hare and Hounds, I'd seen some pictures and it's like courtesy of Brighton Keep. And I was like, what the fuck is Brighton Keep? So I found out where it was. It's up by the university. So I drove up to Brighton Keep. I was using a microfiche machine. What? I've Are you never fucking used... kidding no, me? You did I... 90s movie research. Yeah, Jesus. I was so excited. You were like, like, Naomi... I'm on a microfiche. You were like Naomi Watts in the ring. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like looking through these like old Argos newspapers, like read, because I would, I'd heard this one story. It made the sound of like... No, they're more modern ones. So it's like on a, it's like a two reel thing. You put it in and you put the sort of film under and around and then there's just like a lap. Did, did you have an old librarian with you and you were like, no, wait, go back a second. <laughs> they just go, they're all there, just shove them in. They just leave you to it. I was like, oh, I don't know how to work it. They're like, okay, they show me how to do it. You don't it. know how to work a microfiche <laughs> machine. You fucking idiot. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and so I was like, so they came in, there's just like cabinets of old Argos microfiches and it tells you the date. Now I'd seen on the mybrightonandhove.com some guy saying the landlord of this place um, in the 1900s died, died. I, I don't want to get to this, I'll, I'll come to this in a minute. But this is Spoilers. What, but he was just like, he died on this date uh, and, that, and that was it. And I was like, I wonder if I could find the story. So I went up, like put the date in, like not put the date in, but got the microfiche that corresponded to that date, was searching through the Argos newspaper on the days surrounding it, yeah. and I found the story! Oh, and I was just like, I was literally in there just trying not to just <laughs> scream because it's like a really quiet sort of place. And yes! I was like, ah! I found this story about this guy dying! <laughs> it was so exciting! So I'm going to take you back to an age that I'm calling the post gurgi 30s, which the 1830s basically. What's Gurgi? George had just died. Okay. King George the Fourth. Gurgi and George. <laughs> King George the Fourth has just died. The Georgian morning. What's that? The Georgian morning. The the, the age of the Georgian morning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That works. And he's just died. And. Let me check my notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah. Okay, so he's died, spelling the end of the Georgian era. Which how do you, is how do you spell that? Georgian. The end of the Georgian era. All of it. Go on. <laughs> which has seen Brighton go from parochial fishing village Brighthelmstone. Parochial. 
parochial. He's going to pick me up on every. <laughs> yep. That's how this works. That's why we're here. <laughs> to like a kind of touristic, fashionable hotspot yeah. that's Brighton now, pretty much. Um, so the population's kind of gone from. What do, well, what do you think the population was in 1761 in well, Brighton? No, I reckon 900s. So what's that? 20 times the population that's increased. Over the course of? Over the course of like 80 years. No, six, 70 years. 70 years it increased fold. 20 times. 20 fold. 20 fold. Score fold. Yeah, exactly. So it's, 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 it's blown up and it's, a, it's the place to be. Um, the government have just passed the Beer Act of 1930, mm. which has sort of tried to remove powers from um, brewers, essentially, because they were kind of monopolized. They were running the country. They were that running went really well, didn't it? That's really like, <laughs> now Melbourne right, sure. got the power, haven't they? Yeah. But also they're trying to steer people off uh, Madame Jennifer, as it was known. Gin. Exactly, gin. So they passed this, this beer, Act and it basically means that people just need to. So, magistrates used to control who could open a brewery, and mm-hmm. so it was they'd really just like basically take bribes of people that were quite rich to open breweries and so, uh, sorry, to open pubs, I should say. And um, so, this beer house act meant you could pay a very small fee and then anyone would be able to open. A, uh, so it democratised the pub opening exactly. process. Yeah. Right. And they were thinking, because at the time it was actually much cheaper to buy gin than it was to buy beer, because the price of barley was really high, um, that if more people opened pubs, the price of beer would come down, people would stop drinking as much gin, and so then they'd, they'd like, you know, hit, hit the barrel, as it were. And how many, but in 10 years from when it was passed in... 1930, there were 50,000 pubs in the UK. Okay. Just to give some perspective, there's 45,000 pubs in the UK now. There were more pubs per person, more peas per pee. In 1830. The PPP was higher in 1830. Yeah. In the next 10 years, how many pubs do you think there were because of this act? It, Seven. It was, ten, it was what, 10,000? It was 50,000. 50,000. It can't have gone to 100,000. 100,000. It really? doubled in the next wow. 10 years because of the act. That's the, like the population of Iceland. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. So pubs. more than double the amount we have now. In the How country. many pubs were there in Brighton? It, was about it would have been now. loads. Yeah. But it would have been literally on almost every street. There would just be a pub on every street. Yeah. Have you seen the famous um, yeah. the woodblock prints by Hogarth? Yes! I was looking at the, the one with Gin Street and Beer Street. Beer, beer it's like Gin Alley and Beer <laughs> Street. Beer heaven. Yeah. And Beer Street is rich, fat, yeah, yeah, yeah. plump, happy, jolly people. Yeah. And Gin Alley is like a, a, woman, a like, woman letting her baby, yeah, baby fall, fall into, into the cesspit. 
like yeah. an emaciated man just like clutching and I think, like gin. it's been said before but the most like it's the most perfect example of how the perception of gin has changed it used to be the poor person's heroin yeah and now it's the rich person's well it was probably pretty smack. accurate because you either had a choice of drinking probably something about three three point five percent beers slowly all day yeah or a 40 percent necking of 40 percent they reckon the percentage yeah. of it would have been ridiculous as well of gin at the time this was kind of the tail end of that because that was i think more 16 1700s so it had gone down but that because of the price of barley at the time in the early 1800s sure. gin consumption had pricked up again um, pricked up again yeah i didn't know you were an economist <laughs> um anyway at this time it's also because like you say it's before the railway so it's the golden age of the stagecoach so you've got about 30 different routes coming into Brighton from London so you've got like the rich people kind of sheltered inside the stagecoach the poor people kind of clinging onto the outside it's like trains in New Delhi <laughs> yeah basically right, right. exactly and yeah that, so like they're coming down because everyone wants to sample the delights of Brighton pretty much and apparently like a lot of the structure of the way pubs are like laid out is because of the way stagecoaches were. Wait, I thought it was because it was where we were building streets. No, no, not how pubs are laid out in terms of a city, the interior of pubs, how the rooms are divided. Oh, that's why um, all pubs are big enough to fit a whole stagecoach yeah, in. And you can't move for horses. If you're in a real, a proper old man pub, there's a bar in the centre and there's just chairs around the outside. Right. Which is very stagecoach-esque. Yeah, exactly. Bar in the middle of the yeah, stagecoach. Yeah, yeah. But they'd have been separated out, so like, the people riding inside the stagecoach would have drank in a completely different room to those riding on the outside. The saloon. The saloon bar, exactly. Right. And so that's kind of how this separation ended up, how it started out. The Hare and Hounds, within all of that, in 1830, is at the northmost tip of Brighton's northern expanse basically so brighton has kind of spread out along the coast yeah, and west. suddenly just london road going northwards is like a little pointed bit coming up and the hare and hounds is as far as it goes if you look right. if you look west if you look east if you look north there's just countrysides yeah because it's weird now the idea of hare and hounds but it's got a hunting association <laughs> and yet this pub couldn't be more center of the urban region yeah, exactly than any other pub so it, like either the name would have either come from one of two things Hunting. either they'd have ran like hunts from here sure so they would have taken bets and people would have gone into the countryside to do hunts or there's a rumor that like henry the eighth used to run the name hare and hounds in general Henry VIII used to love hunting for hares apparently and that name had become sort of like associated with like a good pub and then other pubs adopted it around the country. I see, I see, I see. So when I was like looking at the, um, trying to find pictures of it, I like found one picture was like the old Hare and Hounds pub and there's like a guy uh, and a woman with him pushing like a wheelbarrow and I looked at the inscription it was like uh, John Holloway and Anne Kennett pushing his his, his mistress, his dead mother. No, wait, 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 wait. His wait, plague-infected wait. daughter. It was saying 
I'd have to think of the right word. Oh yeah. Hey, so it was um, John Holloway and Anne Kennett pushing his dismembered wife's body <laughs> past the Hare and Hounds pub. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so, how did she get dismembered then? Well, he did it. So, oh, so he dismembered, okay. He was, it, was it mass chalismus? <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> she walked through like a really sharp oh, yeah, 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 yeah. gate. Yeah. It was dismember walk Wednesdays. <laughs> exactly. So. But it was, it's interesting, like he, he was married to this woman, this John Holloway. Uh, the woman was called Celia Holloway. And he was also seeing this other woman, Anne Kennett. Um, and basically, he really liked this other woman. Didn't like her, but she wouldn't divorce him. Or, yeah, he kind of stayed with her for ages. And then, I think he was Do you know to... what? You're long due oh, for yeah. dismembering. He got, he got them both pregnant. He was having to pay her maintenance payments. And they decided to just murder her. So they like lured her down, strangled her, cut her up, and then just then he borrowed a wooden box from his neighbour to put her torso in. Sure, just sure, a sure. torso. Yeah. Borrowed. Can you uh, can you spare a can you spare a coffin? Have you have you, uh, oh, you haven't dismembered again? Have you? Because I, I laid you a coffin last week. And you haven't given you it back yet. Exactly. I know I get through them a bit faster than everybody else. But come on, like, we've, we've all been there, haven't we? Do you haven't, ever, haven't you been there? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do you ever spare hacksaw, <laughs> some lye, and some chloroform by any chance? <laughs> but I love the word borrowed in that sense. Like, you're going to give it back. <laughs> There's a dead body in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we probably did give it back, didn't we? No, we didn't. I don't think. What a bastard. <laughs> did that come up in the I microfiche? Mean, dismember it if you will, but if you're going to borrow a wooden box and not return it, in those days, wood was valuable. Exactly. Mm. Much yeah. more valuable than a human life. <laughs> So he pushed her from, so they, his house was like near Edward Street. So this um, is a story of... He pushed of, her, I think she was pushing <laughs> <laughs> Pushed him over the edge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is a story of triumph over adversity. It really is. Right, right, right. It very much is. Go on. <laughs> Tell me about this wife-murdering hero. He and Anne Kennett pushed her at night by wheelbarrow from basically Edward Street all the way up past the Hare and Hounds into the countryside. Sorry, can I just... Someone got a photo of this. It's an etching. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold Sorry, still. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. It's starting to smell. It's yeah, <laughs> fine. If you stop complaining, I'll get this done. This, and then carry on up there. This, this, branch, this brass ain't etching itself in five minutes. Do you want it done faster? Do you want it done right? <laughs> I don't want it done and at the all. Landlord <laughs> of the, the landlord of the hare and hounds going, why we told him to stop with his body? I just wanted one of the front of the pub. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, meant yeah, to be yeah. an advert. I don't want a dismembered body in there. Want advert. a little bit of spice. <laughs> you need a bit of narrative. It's just a fucking building without this Do you, do you think body? in 200 years time people are going to be talking about this pub? We need, we need some limbs. <laughs> so they went up. Um, to a place called Lover's Walk, which is still there, which is... I've walked down Lover's Walk. Okay, <laughs> so Lover's Walk, which is just opposite the middle of Preston yeah. Park, right? Whenever I'm dismembering that. <laughs> you always go down. down Lover's Walk, it's ironic. And there was a, uh, a copse there, the small wooded area there. And a few corpses. And they yeah. buried the corpse of the cops. Corpse of the cops. Yeah. 
Um, and then the cops came. <laughs> I borrowed the cops and the cops and the cops came and... So a labourer... Oh, I, la- I think we've rinsed that lemon dry. This is the bit that I don't quite understand is somehow in the countryside, bearing in mind there's nothing there, there's nothing up there at this time, a labourer and a fisherman at the same time came across the body. It's like a, it's like a fucking Lewis Carroll poem. A labourer and a fisherman did stumble across a corpse. <laughs> sniff, sniff, said the fisherman. It smells like my catch. <laughs> but what I love is they, they went home and they like told the story to their family. And the question was raised. How do you cope with a corpse in a copse? Pope the corpse or call the cops? <laughs> Wait, did they say cop back then? I think Dan made that up. Oh, right, funny. okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. But they, it's so funny. You hear the story, they're like, they went and they told their wives, and then in the middle of the night, they couldn't contain themselves anymore because they believed it was a dead baby buried there. So they had to go in the middle of the night and dig up what was there. And they discovered it was a body, and then they called the police. But. I don't understand the logic. I mean, if I if I if it's I like, stumbled across what I thought was a corpse, I wouldn't yeah. be able to go to bed that night. But you'd call the police surely immediately. But did the police exist in the same form as they do today? Well, they called them after that. Once they found it was a corpse. When you say corpse, well, they where must have gone there. Yeah. <laughs> police! <laughs> police! Police! <laughs> so anyway, so the the Hare and Hounds was rebuilt in 1905 as it is today um, at the time it was like uh, in 1903 the trams had just been built so there's all these old pictures online oh let me find the website it's so cool so yeah the james gray collection is like they told me it when i went up to the keep the guy at reception was like, have you been on the James Gray I think collection? those get posted on Reddit quite regularly. Right. I've seen one from the Preston Village area and they're fascinating. They're amazing. So if you find them online, if you're just interested in seeing like old photos of Brighton and they're like sorted by area. So I just went on and like looked at London Road basically and there's all these like amazing photos um, from like the late 1800s. I don't even know if I think cameras were... The, 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 the first daguerreotypes were like 1850. Right. So anyway, there's these um, so there's these photos of the tram lines kind of going in and stuff like that, and this has just been rebuilt. Um, at the time, uh, it's a much worse time for pubs because the temperance movement has taken off. The Victorians were quite strict kind of people. They didn't really... Public masturbation. They loved it. They loved public masturbation. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't like pubs. As soon as they saw an ankle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they got it out. Yeah, they got it out. But the temperance movement's kind of taken hold. World War One is kind of about to kick in. So the pubs are going through a hell of a time. And Edmund Drury Drew has a job on his hands, basically. Drury Drew. Yeah, Edmund Drury Drew was the landlord of this pub. Now, Edmund was the reason I went to the keep, because he died on the 23rd of August, 1932, 31, by an act of aleatoric auto-defenestration. 
Aleotoric auto-defenestration. Okay, so he... His area so by, by definition... <laughs> his nipply area so he, was defenestrated. He threw himself out of a window. Uh, but the uh, what's the first word? Aleotoric. I don't know what that refers to. Auto-defenestration is throwing yourself out of a window. Yes, correct. But aleatoric, like he hovered in the air for a little bit? <laughs> it just means accidental. Okay, right, right, right. Accidentally threw himself out of a window. Now, I was like, that's what I'd read online. And I was like, how did that happen? How did he end it? So I was like, I'll go to the keep. And I, thought, uh, and I found the news story. And all it says in the news story is... He accidentally fell out of a window. <laughs> but then it just says a massive obituary of his life, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't explain what actually happened. How did he fall out of a window? I know it was an accident. So, but how? so come on, come on, it's obvious, right? What do we have a lot of in Britain? Seagulls. Windows. Seagulls. Oh. Weapons to windows. Seagulls fly in them. No. Oh, they open. No. They smash? <laughs> what problem is associated with windows? Humidity. Spit. They poo on the windows. Oh, the seagulls. And so he was stretching out, trying to wipe the poo, which I have done myself, and it's a risky maneuver. You've got to hold onto the wall, put your arm out the window, and you try and rub off the poo. Meanwhile, you're batting away seagulls while you do that. You're off balance, you're off kilter. That's definitely what happened. Yeah, it makes perfect sense that he went over. And yeah, and he passed away, but. Just to read a bit from his obituary, um, just to give him a bit of a... Nah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad because on the Brighton, my Brighton home, there's loads of his like great-grandchildren going, we want to know more about him, oh. and like connecting with each other on this thing, and like trying to meet up, and so it's like... Who do you think you are? <laughs> is the name of the TV show <laughs> that they yeah, should exactly. go on. <laughs> get on that. Would they find get this up a, to the key. a respectful so get up to the fucking form key, of remembrance? <laughs> It'd be a way to market the party. Well, possibly. I mean, basically, there's two things that it said on there. Is he had a remarkable... <laughs> this was in the Argus newspaper. This is verbatim what was in the Argus he newspaper. He had a remarkable... He had a That was all that remained of him. Yeah, exactly. He had very clean windows. <laughs> <laughs> he had a remarkable fond of humour. That was in the Argus. And he was a raconteur of good stories. Okay. But he sounds like a nice enough guy, but how do you fall out of a window? Sounds a bit like you. <laughs> With a prick. With a fantastic prick. <laughs> exactly. Great sense of humour. Yeah. Fell out of a window and died. <laughs> I'll go there, I'll take it. I'll take that. Um, that 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 newspaper article was next to a massive advert for cigarettes. So this might be the fitting tribute for it. <laughs> so an advert for Cravena cigarettes. This is from eighteen. This is from eighteen thirty-one. Right. In the Argus newspaper, avoid flabby seaside cigarettes. Is this <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate it when your droopy yeah. fag just... <laughs> when it's too... When, it, when, a, when your cigarette is just... Two rotunds. A Ruben-esque... I can't... Uh, what the fuck? Nothing, is not flabby seaside Well, it cigarette. elaborates. It says, The sea has never been the smoker's friend. <laughs> 
air is cruel punishment for tobacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. Just dries it out. Just yeah. like the buildings become rusted over time. A cigarette, take out a cigarette before you know it, it's become flat. <laughs> So it's it's it's, it's like jelly no, please, mate. No, they've all gone flabby, mate. They've all gone flabby. They haven't all gone flabby. I was asking you, because mine are gone flabby. Back in Brighton, mate. Brighton. You come down here on a weekend from London and everything's just flabby as fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's like a fucking half-page spread explaining the, the scientific test that is done on them. And it, it ends with Craven R. Made specially to prevent sore throats. <laughs> Does it prevent flabbiness? Yeah, still, they're still fucking flabby. Well, it's apparently wrapped in plastic. This one's <laughs> Wrapped in Bakelite. No, they didn't have plastic oh. in 1830. Oh, right. It's wrapped in some kind of coating anyway. Yeah. Some yeah. kind of toxic. I don't think we invented Sticky plastic oh, until God. the wrapped early 20th half. century. <laughs> anyway, so most pubs were called, like, or like tied pubs which means they were kind of tied to a brewery so they the brewery kind of uh, like isn't, isn't, isn't that what it's, a free house is free house is the opposite oh it's not tied to a brewery free house is untied ah okay so this place was like in about the early 1900s was tied to a brewery called rock which was a brighton based brewery hmm. and not rock yeah, Brighton Rocket. When was that? Early 1900s. Okay. From the pictures, you could see. This is just from the pictures, because it's like literally, you can't see. You see hair and hounds, and then you see this little rock brewery like, no, over no, the top right. of it, pretty much. But um, then it was tied to another brewery called Brickwoods Ale, and um, listen to some of the drinks that Brickwoods. Have offer, see if you fancy it. So, like, usually it was just like pale ale, stout. All the brews, they didn't come up with like fancy names for them. Brickwoods went a little bit fancier. So, the first one they went with was Brickwoods Brown Brew. <laughs> Which sounds delicious. I've got, I've got a brown brew. I've got a brown brew brewing right now. <laughs> um, this one's quite good. Sunshine IPA. Lovely. Brickwood Sunshine IPA. Sunshine IPA, that's, that's, that's 19th century. Yeah. That 19th, does not sound 19th century at all. Um, then they had Black Bricky, <laughs> Little Bricky, and Big Bricky. Right. <laughs> right. But their, uh, their slogan, Brickwood's slogan was Brickwood's, the sign of good ale, which I think is poor. So I've come up Good with a bad. few slogans of my own. Well, wait, hold on. So what, what, is, what is the, uh, what's the name of it? Brickwoods. Brickwoods. Yeah. Brick. Brick. We'll brick, I've got, we'll I've got brick your wood. I've got 20 slogans. <laughs> Have a lick of brick. Have, like a lick of brick. Have a lick of brick. Have a lick of brick. Uh, I've got Brickwoods bricking it since 1851. <laughs> <laughs> would you brick? Brick. <laughs> How much brick would a wood brick brick if a brick brick could brick brick? A brick would brick as much because a brick wood could brick if a brick wood could brick brick. I got stuck between a rock and a hard place. Brick wood. So, looking for some material. And the wood. They're both hard, aren't they? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Brick woods. It's about the same as that. Okay. Don't look before you leap. Brickwoods. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? Brickwoods. All you need to build a good night. 
Yeah, I'm going okay. with the brick and the wood construction yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we then. Brick. That's all you're doing here. Brickwoods. <laughs> Two of the little pigs build their house out of this, so you can suck on my pork. <laughs> Be the third little piggy. Brickwoods. <laughs> oh, this is my last one. Brickwoods, like normal woods, but made of brick. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the winner. That's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see like an advert with like mates down the pub and then a complete non sequitur. <laughs> Brickwoods. Brick made out of wood. Brickwoods. Like normal woods, but made of brick. Drink? <laughs> I've said that yeah. now. <laughs> All right. okay. Stone wooden, sand wooden, the brick wooden. Hey! <laughs> I like it. Now we're on the right page. <laughs> looking for some, looking for some construction materials. Brick wood. <laughs> and um, I never <laughs> And it's thirsty work that constructing. <laughs> Okay. okay, I've got, I've got, got one, one star wonder. Hey. Hey. One star wonders. Warning! I found out because a member of staff walked out in front of a bus and the bus stopped! <laughs> the management are saying this is a reason not to let people have the right to go in the pub. The staff member was punished. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm gonna need some context. Let me start. This person this is was a one star review. This person was no context. This, this, <laughs> this is a one star review. They right, saw a staff member walk out into the street in front of the I bus. I don't know. <laughs> right, listen, listen, listen. I'll do it again. Warning! I found out because a member of staff walked out in front of a bus and the bus stopped! <laughs> the management are saying this is a reason not to let people have the right to go in the pub. The staff member was punishing the mirror with his <laughs> <laughs> so if you have trouble Sorry, can, <laughs> the staff member right? was punishing, punishing the, the mirror, mirror with his fist. With his fist, with his right, fist. okay. They're all been there. <laughs> the staff member was punishing the mirror with his fist. So if you have trouble makes working for you, I think the problem is the staff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Beer the end. We're beer the end. The end is beer. The end is beer. This is the final pint. It's the part of the podcast where we pit off our pubs against each other on six criteria. Those are established, atmosphere, selection, old man rating, toilets, and Ras factor. Let's go. So the first pub, the, sorry, the first criteria 
is established. Adrian, when was your pub, The Signalman, established? 1877. Uh, pretty good. Pretty respectable. Mm, not bad. Tasty treat. Tasty treat. The Mitre Inn, which I'm not even sure is the same address, but 1859. Oh, Danny wins again. 1830. Hare and hound. <laughs> Snap. Yeah. What do you win? Uh, uh, I win respect. <laughs> my own, my own respect. I'll, for 10 seconds. I'll grudgingly stroke you off under the table. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, the next criteria is, is atmosphere. Now we're getting into the sort of subjective ones. So, Adrian, we're in the signalman. What did you give it for atmosphere? Big fat 90. 90? It was very atmospheric. atmospheric. It was pretty atmospheric, yeah, I have to say. I did I did enjoy it. Atmosphere. What did you give the mitre for atmosphere? I went with Kieran instead. Don't show me those. Oh, you yeah, kind of have to, sorry. <laughs> I just won't look at them. 25. Really? That's generous. I think it's fair. I mean, so this place I've given, the Hare and Hounds I've given 70. Yeah, yeah. I love the atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't don't like it quite as much as like you said with the, the, the signalman. I I like the space more probably. But I don't like the feel. It's more funky, it's a bit more a bit cooler, but it's not as it's not as welcoming as you said as the kind of key thing. But if I'm going out on a Saturday night, I'd, I'd probably like to come, come here. here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the next one, Adrian, is selection. Oh, so wait. The signalman won of those three. So okay, it's one-one between me and you at the moment. So selection. Um, so the selection, they had a bunch of ales on tap. They had a bunch of lagers. They had the, the they had some Beaver Town. They had the Lane. I mean, it's a Lane pub. They also had a great whiskey selection, including my personal favourite Woodford's Reserve. <laughs> including my personal favourite. <laughs> Woodford's Reserve. I'm going to be too lazy to edit that. And probably this. <laughs> 90! 90! It was an excellent selection. Guinness was good. Uh, I've been quite generous with selection because I like Harvey's. I like pubs. They, they did have car doing Harvey's. I've given it 68. Wow. That is, that is mad when you compare it to what I've given this place. So I've given this place 70. Anyway, the winner here was uh, the Signalman. Toilets. What? Signalman. The Signalman for toilets. I gave it a 40. They were pretty bland, nothing special. They were fine. Yeah. Paddy, what about you for the Mighty Tavern? 37. I'd say that's better. Um, so I've given this place 30. They're quite big. There's two cubicles. That might be a bit harsh. I like the decor, but the toilet I went into, there's just a pipe pissing water out onto the floor. So I had to do that kind of like on your tiptoes while you're pissing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, never yeah. fun. No, that was the, the other cubicle didn't have that. Didn't they? Okay. And occasionally you get like a slight wet foot from oh, toilets and you're like, that's so the worst so water yeah. imaginable. Who won that one? You did, I think, with your 40. Mm, I guess so. Okay, so you're, you're three one up, I think. Mm. Three one zero. 
Old Man Factor was. Are we going Old Man Factor? Uh, we're going Old Man Factor. It was low in that place. It was not really an old man pub. This is a lame pub. Yeah. So twenty. No, it had a bit of an old. So man. Yeah, hence That's the twenty, not a zero. Hence the twenty, not a zero. Paddy. Ninety-one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Classic Old Man pub. Proper Old Man pub. So for the hair and hounds, I'm giving it a five for old man rating. Wow, uh, zero five. Yeah, it's very low. It's lower than the signal. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I'll say just, that's fair. Justified. I think we've nailed it. Yeah. yeah. I can't see an old man coming in here. Yeah. So, because we said old man rating was actually uh, the higher the better, because you sometimes want to be an old man. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. miser wins it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the miser tavern yeah, yeah. absolutely smashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it's three to the Sigmoman, currently one to Heronhouse, one to the miser. And the final one, Raz Factor. For the 96. Wow. 60. Okay. I'll give it a 60, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. right, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I would give this place 75. I'll give this a full on a hundo. Actually, I give this place a hundo. I thought, yeah, I probably would give it higher. I'm going to give it 90. That's better. In summary, uh, the Signalman wins 4 1 1 right. against the other two. Uh, uh, that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was fun, wasn't it? That was enjoyable. Yeah, was I loved fun. it. Yeah, absolutely. No, good, very good. Like an impressive the, amount uh, of research in the um in the last pub. Yes, or someone say too much. Uh not not after editing. <laughs> no, absolutely, that's true. I don't think it matters if it turns into a bit of a lecture. I think we're three interesting people with a lot to say. <laughs> That's really why we're doing this. It's under the guise of sort of humour, but really we want to be quite professorial and prophetic in everything we kind of say. Yeah, it's it, we've got this podcast tagged as comedy, but it should be tagged as ego. <laughs> <laughs> I think we tagged it as ego at the outset, didn't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I um, enjoyed all of the pubs. I enjoyed some more than others. I won't be returning to the Mitre, but the other two I'd happily go back to. Absolutely, yeah. If I wanted to have a pint on my own in the middle of the day, then the the Mitre would be, the Mitre would be the one. Oh, really? I'd feel much more self-conscious there by myself than the other two. You mean because you'd literally be the only person in there? (laughs) It would be like walking into an old lady's living room and just sitting down and having a pint. If I was going to pint a beer on my own in the middle of the day, I would feel a bit self-conscious and and alcoholic. Mm. And what better place to go to where there would probably be a few other... That's the exact clientele. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds of a feather. Fit right in, like like going for a pint in Weatherspoons on your own at 11 in the morning or something. Like There's there's no shame in it because... uh, (laughs) <laughs> there's it's like the diffusion of responsibility it's a diffusion of shame there's a, there's a little bit of shame in it there is a lot of shame in it. <laughs> yes yeah there's one correction do we have a correction jingle um we will. let's play it now spin the wheel lad we're changing course for i have made an error and it is in need of correction. 
There Love it is. that jingle. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the correction I had, I have to hold my hands up. And so does Adrian. Hold your hands up, Adrian. They're up there. They're up. Um, cool. But um, in the Mitre Tavern, me and Adrian slammed Paddy for referring to a come a what we said was a cummerbund as uh, as cummerbund, and um, he's absolutely right. I looked it up. I looked at the pronunciation. It's cummerbund. It's um, the same for the actor as well. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I see. Benedict Cumberbund. Um, yes. So sorry, Paddy. You were right, and me and Adrian like hounded you for it. Yeah. Apology sorry. accepted. Yeah. I'll forgive. But I've been spelling it with a B. I mean, it's not the kind of word that you write. Is it not spelled down. with a B? No, it's C U M M E R. Ah, I think it's okay. even banned. Cummerbund. I have to look it up again <laughs> because I'm making a mistake within the correction section. Meta mistakes. Um, comma. Oh, no, it's with a U. Cummerbund. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, there's a B on the bund bit, but mm. there's no like cumber bund. Yeah, I thought no. it was a I was, I was Oh, hang on a second. What? Suitableshop.co.uk sells bows, ties, and cumber bands with the like the the actual the um the like the the meta. What do you call it? The the meta information, like the um yeah the actual webs, like the the slash slash the address bit. It says um it's spelled cumber bands uh and then the title of the web page is called cumber bands but then the actual description says a cummer bund <laughs> <laughs> right okay so it's uh, a very common mistake yeah Grammar uh, one they're different things it says it's it's not they're a different cumber things bund or similar to the similar to the cummer bund a cummerband is an accessory to the dress uniform used in several modern South Asian armies, including the Indian Army, the Pakistan Army, and the Bangladesh Army. It is generally worn during ceremonial parades and dinners. The colour or combination of colours varies widely among, according to the regiment or corps. So that has not answered any... <laughs> oh, 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 hang on a second. Spelling. Cummerbund or cumberbund. The correct way to spell this men's accessory accessory is a uh, is cummerbund with no letter B. According to dictionaries, <laughs> according to dictionaries, cumberbund is an alternative spelling. Yeah, but, it, um, here it says the Merriam-Webster dictionary does list cumberbund as an alternate spelling. Alternate, as in wrong, but <laughs> but spelling rather than. Pronunciation. pronunciation yeah mm. but then you do have silent bees yeah true yeah. we missed some of those right, so, so there we go nothing <laughs> <laughs> we've, maybe we've just muddied the water further <laughs> yeah 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 okay well sorry about that <laughs> i thought i was going to clarify things um we should also mention uh adrian the uh, our new exciting news. Oh, we're, we're not doing top pumps anymore. <laughs> That's gone. No, I was thinking of the uh, the email address. Oh yeah, that is that is exciting. <laughs> yeah, you've you've listened to us 
but we want to hear from you. So, yeah, we've got a new email address, which is uh, pod at brightonpubodyssey.com. That's that's pod at brightonpubodyssey. Pod, like short for podcast, at like a uh, squiggly little A sign thing, Brighton pub odyssey the classic spelling of that um, odyssey i find difficult to spell so odyssey is o-d-y-s-s-e-y this is top quality content <laughs> <laughs> say it with me o-d-y-s-s-e-y i think let me just check though we don't want another cummerbund on our hands do we let's just uh... no one wants a cummerbund on their hands <laughs> yes that's the correct spelling um or at least that's the spelling used in the email address so pod at brightonpubodyssey.com yeah uh send us i think it'll largely be corrections won't it <laughs> i'd be absolutely flabbergasted if it wasn't um, just people calling us ha- idiots have you ever been to a pub in brighton uh, of the ones we've been to don't preempt ones we're going to uh they can if they want you can say whatever you don't like, censor yeah. our audience paddy at this early <laughs> nascent stage yeah, yeah people can vote for pubs but i mean it won't make any difference because we'd select them at random yeah from, yeah we're, we're, this is uh, not a democracy um do, this is a do write in try datorship try dict what do you call it when you have three liters a trifecta a, tr- mm. a triumvirate this is a triumvirate uh what we three yeah oh like i've never thought of myself as a triumvirate <laughs> Yeah, well, hell was ruled by a triumvirate, uh, a union of three demons. So we are a triumvirate leadership. Which, which were the other ones? Uh, it was Lucifer, Beelzebub, and uh, as Azrael. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to reread uh, either Neil Gaiman's Sandman. You know the, the real religious <laughs> historical texts. <laughs> Or Mike Carey's Lucifer comics. So what are we, the demon seafarers? We are. We are the demon seamen. (laughs) (laughs) The spawn of Satan. (laughs) We are the spawns, (laughs) the little swimming spawns of Satan. Red hot pirates of hell. Um, Um, So yeah, please email us. Uh, We'd mm -hmm. love to hear from you. It would make us very, very happy. And for the time being, we'll definitely read out any emails that get sent to us. Yep. Cool. Well, see you. Uh, see you next time. Out feeder pints. Is that a uh, thing? Yeah, it yeah. is now. Zai <laughs> <laughs> pints. That's that's Chinese goodbye. Zai chance. Zai pints. Nice. Ahoy. <laughs>